This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the weekly weather. This is Ann Ortley's weekly weather for the week of April 16th through the 23rd. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. Actually, they're later tonight. Uh, the skies of change are here. It's a little wild. It's moving fast. It's really hitting my chart really directly. So I apologize for this being up late. But I also posted another eclipse, eclipse podcast on YouTube, which you can see about where the eclipse is landing in the U.S. chart. And then this is a little quick, fast one for the week ahead, although we're partway through the week. And off we go. Um, it is a very intense time. You can see from uh, today we have a lot of aspects this week. Um, we are still in Mercury retrogrades, period. He's going to station to go retrograde. Uh, entered his shadow on the 7th. He stations to go retrograde on April 21st at 15 Taurus, and he'll be retrograde until May 14th. He's retrograde in Taurus. So the Taurus planets are uh, turning, and all, all the planets that are ruled by Gemini and Virgo in your charts are up and asking for change. As a girl who has a lot of Gemini and Virgo planets, it's big shifts. But also the energy is very intense. All three retrogrades, four retrogrades this year, there's four technically, one that's kind of at the end of the year, are in Earth. So Earth retrogrades ask us to ground. And so Mercury retrograde is big. He also is answering to Venus, who is in Gemini, and Venus just went out of bounds. So Mercury and Venus are in mutual reception, which means Mercury's in uh, Venus's favorite sign and Venus is in Mercury's favorite sign and they can swap places. That makes for lots and lots of communication, also lots of communication screw-ups because Mercury's retrograde. Now, it's not a bad thing. We don't say stop living your life on a retrograde, but it does ask us to go back and review things and look at things from the past, understand them, figure out how we want to change, modify, adapt, and redo, R-E, any R-E word, redo, revise, revisit, all that stuff, that's all Mercury retrograde words. Anything with communication, siblings, paperwork, documents, uh, all sorts of trips, transportation, your car, all that stuff, Mercury retrograde, forward you go. Um, we also this week have Pluto squared Venus, that was on Sunday, and of course Venus, when, uh, when she, or Pluto square Vesta rather, that was on Sunday. So Vesta is the home and hearth planet, and it speaks a lot about our homes and what's important to us and what's important to our body and why that's important. And as Vesta entered Earth, she squared Pluto. And so we're going to watch as planets enter a new sign. Whenever they go into zero of any sign, they're going to form some aspect with that little Pluto over there at zero until June 10th. So a squares ask us to accommodate. Have you modified your diet? Have you thought, gee, I need to change something? Have you been throwing away things? In the case of my aunt and uncle, they packed up and they moved back home to Memphis where my uncle was young, where he was born. Uh, and they packed up and left. They'd been retired and happily living, but they went back home again. So watch for the back home again energy. A lot of thinking about back home, wanting to go back home, remembering back home all part of it. And the Mercury and Taurus is conversations with people from your past because retrogrades always bring us back our ghosts. They come back and they want to talk to us. They want to explain things. They want to share. They want to make a decision. They want to revise a decision. So a lot of decision revising. Remember, we are in eclipse season. It's really intense. People are a little out of control and it's a super intense eclipse. 
I did a whole podcast on it, which is out here on YouTube, so make sure to watch it. And later today, I have the um, the new moon eclipse, which you can do on the Aries moon or the Taurus moon or the Gemini moon. They all have nice closing aspects um, over the next, because it's a very intentional eclipse. Uh, next, we have this, what's called a solar hybrid eclipse, which means that the sun and the moon are in one sign, Aries, and the nodes of fate are in another sign, Taurus, Scorpio. The nodes are going to shift into Aries, Libra in July. They're going to shift into 27 and, and pick up this eclipse degree. So the eclipses seed for a period of time. This eclipse's totality is 63 seconds, and that every minute is a year of life. So this, this eclipse is active, really active for the next year. It also happens to be the first new moon eclipse, new moon period, new moon, since Pluto went into Aquarius and the sun and the moon are applying to square Pluto. We know action, 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 action. We also have Mars out of bounds in Cancer and Venus out of bounds in Gemini in this eclipse. And Mars out of bounds means it's going to look to the moon for the rulership. The moon is in Aries. That makes Mars be honorary in Aries. Yeah, Jupiter is in Aries, and he's in mutual reception with Mars out of bounds. Venus is out of bounds in Gemini, so then that kicks up. Now, Mercury's on a world point. We're going to hear a lot of stuff. Mercury's getting ready to stop. It's kind of like that E.F. Hutton commercial. Whenever, when E.F. When e. Hutton stop, talks, everybody stops to listen. So we're having very, very big revelations. This is a kick-ass whopper of an eclipse and I don't normally say stuff like that it, it compelled me when I was trying to figure out how to do this podcast I was like I got into a little beaver hole of looking at the charts and the country and you guys know I'm a political astrologer and you know like my politics so I was like I'm going to separate this out this needs to be in a whole other place so for those of you who like my politics there's a no, whole other podcast out there and if you don't like them you go listen, because this is a big eclipse for all of us in terms of our direction. We're seeing lots of stuff go down on it. And just, you're going to be spinning, your head's going to be spinning, the news is going to be spinning, it's going to be coming at you 90 miles an hour with Mercury Uranus. So before I recorded this today, it's Wednesday, Dominion just settled with Fox News for $700 million or something, and an apology um, for them lying about their voting machines and the election being fraud. So we see this energy, the sun and moon coming forward, very intense, very intense eclipse. We also know when we put it against the U.S. chart, the angles match the U.S. chart. It's Mars on the sun of the U.S. chart. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the midheavens on the Saturn of the U.S. chart. Again, there's a whole separate podcast, so go look. But in your own life, this is a big kicker. And what it's doing is it's anything that needs to be cleared out. It's going to dump, 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 release, 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 because the energy is super, super intense. Um, when we look at the, the Arabic parts, and Arabic parts were used by ancient astrologers to predict things. And, of course, eclipses have a bad reputation in general. Um, so there's a, a, there's, a, there's a difficult story. We see the sun and moon aspect, the part of fatality. And we see Ceres aspecting the part of death. Not great. Um, that indicates a lot of problems. Mars is also opposite catastrophe. And Vesta, who just squared Pluto, is on the part of sickness, right? Because we just saw Vesta go in and square Pluto. So we know this eclipse. Now, remember, eclipses set the tone for a year. 
It doesn't mean they're all going to croak this week, but it does mean <laughs> we're looking at some pretty big energies of departures with this eclipse set for Washington. Now, we also know we just finished our Pluto return of our Pluto in Capricorn, but Pluto has progressed over the 300 years we've been in, we've been around, 250 years we've been around. Now Pluto's in Aquarius by progression. So this eclipse is the first one with Pluto in Aquarius. It's the first new moon since Pluto went into Aquarius for the first time in 244 years, starting a new 20-year cycle. We have a lot of old people in Washington. Notice the old people. Notice the sun and moon down there on the part of death in the fourth house of the country's foundation. Yes, this is, we got a lot of old ones. We got Feinstein out with shingles. We got McConnell who fell. We haven't seen him in a while. We got Biden who's old. We got Trump who's old. We got Kamala who this eclipse is on her moon and her son. Kamala was born on an eclipse. Biden was born on an eclipse. Biden was actually born on the eclipse that we had last year in Scorpio. So we're seeing some big heavy duty stuff with this eclipse and it's going to blow things out. It's its job. That's what eclipses do. They blow things out, release, 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 or, 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 or they elevate. Eclipse means to rise up. People rise up and change. Next up, we have a couple of falls from grace. We have the sun on Icarus. We have Uranus on Phaeton. When we look at this eclipse, we see Mercury on a world point on Uranus, right, right there, right there on a world point. And again, that's in the eighth house of the leader of the country. The leader of the country is the 10th. Congress is the 11th the, and Senate is the 11th and the judiciary is the 9th. So we've got Ceres up there, we <laughs> aspecting the part of death, and we have the sun and moon on the part of fatality. So big changes this eclipse foretells. Lots of energy about your being your own worst enemy with Uranus on Nemesis. We also have the fixed star Merak on the sun and moon on the part of fatality. Now Joe Biden's moon happens to be conjunct Merak um, by one degree. Right, so it's right on Merak. Merak is the part of the head between the third eye, the crown chakra, and that middle point where the pineal gland is. So this this eclipse has got a Venusian energy to it. So it's not mean for the most part, but that those sun and moon, but they are on the part of death or fatality. So I'm like looking at this and going, okay, we know Biden had an aneurysm a while back. I don't know where it was in his brain, but he did have one. And so I'm looking at this and kind of going, we got some tense energies here. Of course, Mitch McConnell whacked his head. He could have hit it on Merak because he's got planets on that star. We don't have a time chart for him, uh, unfortunately, but he does have planets that could be eligible. And so we know, and of course, Diane Feinstein does too. So we've got very intense energy. We also have Saturn here, parallel Spica, which is partnerships, marriages, and relationships. Saturn marks endings coming to an end, right? Saturn is the planet that says, that's done, we're done here. We're, he sets the boundaries, he figures things out, he says, okay, go. And so we've got this Saturn on Spica. Now you may find you're breaking up with somebody, you're having a relationship come to an end. You've got somebody that's been hanging on by a thread, this is an eclipse that can have them roll. You wanna also just touch base. It's very intense energy. Please don't overreact. Please just know that part of this energy is all about clearing things out for the new journey 
excuse me, of Pluto and Capricorn that's going to run until um, it's going to starts now through June 10th, and then it commences in earnest next January 24th for 20 years. Big deal. All right. Then when we look here, we see that this is the eclipse takes place in the day of Mercury in the hour of Saturn. Again, Mercury is communication on a world point. Saturn's at the edge of the third house, and Saturn is pretty active. He's in a trine in a sextile to the nodes of fate. He gets really activated in two weeks when we have the full moon eclipse, which is another, we'll do another thing, another podcast then. But this is a pretty fast one. And also the moon is moving rapidly. Now remember, if you do not live in Washington, D.C., you're going to have different Arabic parts, right? So don't go freaking out, but just cast the chart for where you live so that you can see where it lands and anything at 29 Aries. But it is going to kick the door open and say, okay, I'm coming to Pluto tomorrow because the sun's going to go in square Pluto. First sun square since uh, Pluto entered a new sign because he entered Aries on the 21st of March and Pluto went into Aquarius on the 25th. So this is the first sun coming and that's the next aspect up. When we look at the USA chart, we see Mars is on the US sun. This is the Sibley chart cast for July 4th, 1776. 5.10 p.m. Philly. This is the chart that Benjamin Franklin gave Ebenezer Sibley in England, who was another Mason. We see Venus on Uranus, unexpected upsets. We see Ceres and Neptune up there in the Supreme Court, the ninth house. We see South Node in the 11th house, which is Congress and the Senate, both bodies bicameral. They're both up there in the 11th house, the houses of the people. So we see a lot of changes and we see that it's basically tied to health. Because we count from the 11th house, one, two, three, four, five, six, and we get to that eclipse being on the edge of the sixth and seventh house, which is our health, makes us change our relationships. We also see Pluto hanging out there in the second house. We know we just finished part one of our Pluto transit, but we still have more to go. And we also have Saturn there in a lovely trine. Now, he's not going to get to eight this year. Um, he's just getting up to seven and a half in July. But he is talking to the nodes of fate. So he's making fated deals, fated arrangements, and he is sextiling Vesta, which does suggest some changes in home and hearth. As I mentioned, my aunt and uncle just packed up. They've been retired in South Carolina for a long time, and they packed up and moved back to Memphis where my uncle Lou has relatives. And my aunt Carol, of course, is the last survivor in our family of that generation. So um, they're going places where they have more family. Uh, sun enters Taurus. That happens on Thursday. Sun in Taurus. When it enters Taurus, it's going to immediately square Pluto. So the sun enters Taurus with Saturn on the ascendant. Very intense. A lot of water, a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling, a lot of earth, a lot of stuck, a lot of digged in because Taurus is digging in. Please, please, please recognize eclipses want you to let go of things. Do not hang on tight. Do not try and fight it. Just kind of relax, float. Think riptide. If you struggle against a riptide, you drowned. What you want to do is relax into it and just trust the process. It is what it is. It's going to take you where it's going to take you. I was talking to someone um, earlier this week who worked with um, Siegfried and Roy. And when the tiger, I'm blanking on the name, was distracted and upset, he grabbed I think it was Siegfried or right? He grabbed one of them by the neck and carried him off the stage, which is what tigers do when they're protecting their young. 
I had a cat here last year and she would move those kittens around when she had a chance. So he was protecting him. But it was Siegfried knew or Roy knew. I don't remember. I think it was Roy who got eaten. But anyway, one of them, he knew to relax. He knew to relax and not fight it because the, the, the tiger was doing his job. This is an eclipse of a tiger. Look at all the fire. Look at all the drama. Relax into it. Do not fight it. Do not push against it with the riptide. You let the current carry you. You get where you go. And then once the current dies down, you swim sideways and you can come back in. No struggle. Relax into it. Saturn on the ascendant in water. That's why I'm getting the riptide imagery because that Saturn in Pisces is angular uh, in this. Uh, this is this Pluto sun square Taurus. Like, don't fight it. Just float with it. We also have the sun square Pluto. Here it is. Leo rising. Sun at the top of the chart. Jupiter up there, too. A lot of energy in the 11th house. So this is changes around how we're going to proceed. Sun square Pluto, very dramatic. And again, this is the first sun aspect to Pluto since he went into um, Aries, right? Since first ingress, sun, some planets aspected Pluto last week, last month. But this is the first one. And so sun square Pluto is definitely a standing up and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Remember, Venus is out of bounds in Gemini. So the sun in Taurus is out of bounds, the vest is out of bounds, the north node's out of bounds, and any planets ruled by Libra. In this case, nothing's ruled by Libra. But in your chart, planets ruled by Taurus and by Libra are going to really be reactive. Next up, the Mercury retrograde happens. That's on April 21st on Friday, where Mercury retrogrades. Notice he's retrograding on the moon and Uranus on the fixed points of uh, 15, which is the world point. Important news coming to light where we're going to go, wow, new news. It does have a component of things of value, what we want. It is in the second house. It's pretty intense. And again, when you're doing your new moon ritual, which you should do on eclipses, just be careful what you ask for because they're very accelerated energies. Be conscious for your greater good, you know, nothing trying to control anybody, but just a, this is my vision of where I'm headed. Thanks for the help. It'll be like a rocket taking off. But when we have this Mercury retrograde, we know we're supposed to now think about things in a different way, reconsider, try to do new things, organize stuff, get things in order. And of course, Taurus is the sign of banking money. So we know we can watch for some changes in the banking and the regulatory industries. We also have Mercury coming in to sextile Mars. Uh, Mercury, of course, is in Taurus, sextile to Mars, but it's retrograde. So it's having a little sextile retrograde. And last week, it, it passed it too, going direct. So this is our second of three. And this one, of course, Mercury is still on a world point because it's basically Mercury's been stopped on a world point. So we're going to watch the news like a hawk this week because all sorts of stuff's going to come to light that is going to unfold over the next two and a half years as this new moon eclipse unfolds because it unfolds over two years with the lunar phases, lunar phase family, but it also unfolds uh, with the um, with the energy of the eclipse kind of launching us into a new 19-year cycle. Think back what was going on for you in April of uh, 2004. Think back what was going on for you in April of 85. Think back what was going on for you in April of 66. I was doing that. <laughs> in April of 2004, that was a real shift in my work practice here as an astrologer. 
and of course this eclipse is in my money house my value what's a value to me house and what what my talents and skills are the uh one in 85 my dad got married after my mom had died my dad remarried and then the one in 66 was when my mother first got diagnosed with problems with her kidneys and she thought she was gonna die so i'm like looking at this one and going this is a biggie <laughs> you know in my life think about what you were doing in those aprils and that that energy's back because the sun and moon are back at that degree, stimulating it. But this time they have a note of fate there. So they're really rocking and rolling. And we have a planet changing for the first time in 20 years. Again, really rocking and rolling. Next up, Jupiter joins Eris. Not pleasant. This is an argument, a fight, or just some kind of irritation. It is on Sunday, fortunately, and it's at nine o'clock at night. So it's got an energy of, okay, towards the end of the week, but it's also halfway through the eclipses. We have another eclipse in two weeks. You know, we have the full moon eclipse. So whatever you're really irritated about next Sunday, but this one's got a little more violence. This one also has a little more of a crabby energy. The other ones are just volatile, but this one is crabby, wanting to take action on things. And the reason I say that is Mars rules it. Uh, rules this angle and it is um, talking to Mars out of bounds. Mars has come back in bounds rather. Venus is out of bounds and uh, Mars of course is answering to the moon in Gemini and the moon in Gemini is out of bounds. So this is a little bit of an out of bounds energy. So recently there was a reporter out I believe in Omaha and he left a voice activated recorder behind in the city room after everybody left and he recorded people saying very very bad things about wanting to kill him and his kid. And they have a hole they could bury him in and let's bring him down and hang him by a tree by the river. I mean, it was bad. And so at any rate, they they published the tape. And um, I think that that this is when that whole group of people get kicked out of office. So we're gonna watch for that too, because this is that energy. I wanna kill him because he's reporting on me. Well, he really reported on you now. So it looks like he's taking you out. Remember, karma never forgets an address. If you have been, if you need a balance, this is a balancing energy. This is a balancing eclipse. It really wants to balance things. We have a new moon webinar tonight on the on the 18th. So sign up if you haven't. I did send a newsletter out about it. Also this week, when we're looking, whoops, when we when we're looking at this uh, energy of the week, we also have. Um, let me find my little sheets here. They always go hiding on me. No, no, no. Where are you? Oh, paper. There you are. Okay. So we talked about the stuff already. Um, the sun is going from 26 Aries to 3 Taurus. So all planets between there get activated. Sun has quintiles to Ceres and Mars on the 20th and the 22nd. Those are very blessed and very easy flowing aspects. Mercury, as we mentioned, is stationing retrograde. He basically parked at 15 all week. Lots of stuff coming out. Taurus stuff, Clarence Thomas's money your money, people wanting to kill people. I mean, it's a big deal to catch people with this one. Um, the Dominion Settlement with Fox News, uh, Mercury Square Mars, action on the word spoken. This is not a time when if you do something, stuff's gonna sit there, it's gonna be acted upon. We also have Venus in Gemini, running from eight and a half Gemini to 11 Gemini. She's not got a lot of aspects, except she is working with pointing out things. So she's going to say, well, do you see that? Now with Venus and Gemini out of bounds, she does point out hypocrisy. So if you're doing one thing over here, 
she's going to point out a little hypocrisy over on the other side. And if you're not walking your walk or talking your talk, Venus is going to bring it up. So if someone says, well, you know, I think that's a little hypocritical of you, you know, I mean, I know I did this just today. I had somebody posting, you know, about abortion and throwing dead babies on the ground and all this bunch of stuff that was all made up. And I said, hey, you know, you want to have these babies? Well, let's feed them. Let's clothe them. Let's take care of them instead of just making people carry them and then letting them grow in the wind like a weed. And, you know, I don't think she liked it, but whatever. It's it's very much pointing out, you know, I'm Christian. I'm going to save the babies. I'm like, you're taking care of them once they're out. You aren't. Don't go saying you're Christian. You, you know, sorry, I was raised Christian. Whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, that you do to me. So the Venus in Gemini is very much about hypocrisy and hypocrisy being pointed out. The Mars, of course, is just basically 12 to 15 Pisces. Finally, 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 he is coming back in from out of bounds. So that's good. He's still out of bounds this week, but he pulls in next week. Um, I think on the 23rd or the 24th. But anyway, he's he's about to come in. So he's not nearly as crazy as he was. Um, but he is out of bounds for the eclipse. Uh, Jupiter moving from uh, 23 to 25 Aries. Neptune has a trine to Athena, asking you to make new strategic approaches. We talked about Pluto, Vesta, a lot of energy around moving, changing house, leaving house, leaving bodies too, check in on your people with drug and alcohol issues, check in on your people with depression. This is an eclipse that can cause them to take action in a not good way. Um, because of the potency of the energy. They can't take it anymore. So check in on your people that are having depressive times. Um, the rest of them are reasonable. Pallas Athena does have a square to Eris. I didn't put that in. That's on the 18th. So that's got a little bit of a cranky, crabby, arguing energy uh, to her. And then the moons this week. I know I'm going fast, but I have a new moon, uh, new moon webinar in about five minutes. Um, the new moons this week are in... Um, the moon was in Pisces on Monday and Tuesday, was void all day Monday until 9 o'clock when it went at 9.09 p.m. when it went into Aries, was in Aries yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and it will go void at, at 12.13 a.m. right as the, new, as the eclipse happens on the uh, Thursday at 12.13 p.m. So the eclipse is also for the East Coast folks. It's going to be, or the West Coast folks, it's going to be uh, the night of, of the 19th. Uh, moon goes, right after it goes void, it goes into Taurus at 1230. The sun goes into Taurus at 414. The solar eclipse takes place at 29 Aries. The sun's in Taurus. So Thursday, very turbulent, very, very turbulent with voids and new moons and suns and moons and squares. Thursday is the crazy day. The eclipse is not that much fun either. That's the 19th because the tensions build. But Thursday is the crazy day. Just remember to breathe. Just kind of calm down. We also have Ramadan ending on the 21st. We also have Mercury stationing to go retrograde on the 21st, which means the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. Everything feels like it's stopped. Um, so this is a very intense day. The moon goes on Friday. The moon goes void at 1141. PM. So Thursday and Friday are our rocking days. A little bit on Wednesday as we're building to it because we're in release, release mode. And then when we get to Saturday, moon goes into Gemini. It's Earth Day. It's fun. It's frivolous. It's fancy. It's great. Moon squares Neptune. There's this very deep, intense, passionate energy 
goes void with a square to Neptune on the 22nd and the 23rd, and those are lovely days and fun. So the 22nd and the 23rd are terrific. The 19th, the 20th, and the 21, very intense. Remember to breathe. People sometimes say don't do new moon rituals on an eclipse. I know people that have pulled in partners who have, well, the partner actually happened to have his birthday on that year on the eclipse, and he wondered, I wonder what that means, and partner cast for him on the eclipse, and she pulled him in. They lived happily ever after. So it's an, not a bad thing to do work. Just remember with eclipses, it's always tied to your fate. Fate, 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 fate. This is where astrologers go, not so much free will. It's a fate thing. So when we're dealing with fate, we want to kind of go, okay, I'm dealing with fate here. And as I'm dealing with this, I don't want to try and control it. I want to ride with it, listen to it, think about it, and try and not take it personally because it's not personal. It's about correcting your course. The node is, the eclipse is on the north node of fate in July. <laughs> so it's setting it up now. But really what we're going to see is when that node comes to hit the eclipse degree, middle of July, aha moment. So again, there's a whole webinar, 40 minute or out there on the, the eclipse season this year. This would have been three hours long and I didn't want to do that to you. But listen to that. It's on YouTube. I didn't get a chance to transfer it to blog talk, but I, to the podcast, but I will. But it's kind of chart heavy. So it's probably better you watch it on YouTube. At any rate, that's it. Have a great time. New Moon webinar tonight. It's on the website, sign in, a uh, couple of stars, uh, you get a daily podcast, a daily uh, little audio, 10 minutes, 8 to 10 minutes, tend to be a little long-winded lately. Uh, it's got a song of the day, theme song, and then the aspects for the day. Uh, the intentions are out there, we're a quarter way through the year, it's a good time to put them in. Time for Technique, the conference this weekend online, is presented by 12 different astrologers teaching you techniques. And again, you can if you can't come online, you just don't want to sit in a chair because it's springtime, buy the tapes. They're going to be really good. And most of these teachers, I've heard them speak, and they're good on speaking. Like, you know, you learn stuff with them. They teach you. They're very good for teaching you how to communicate. Uh, they're good, good astrology teachers, so definitely check it out. Uh, I'm going to be in Seattle at Norwalk. It's a hybrid conference, not too many seats left, I guess, for the in-person. You can always come online, and the hotel is sold out, local hotels nearby, and then uh, Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift at Omega. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with this energy. Hang on. It's very fast-moving, very much butter up, buckle up, buttercup. Way back when, when I was in therapy and going through a hard time, my therapist at the end of the session would go, okay, put your helmet on. Got it? Got your shield? Yep. Got your sword? Yep. Okay, you're ready to go. So, you know, don't swing first, <laughs> but just know it's very wild out there and everybody's feeling it. So when your friends call and go, what is going on? You just say it's an eclipse. Eclipin means to rise up. In other words, rise up to your better potential, your better angels, or leave. Eclipin leads leave, separate, go. All Both are optional. And hopefully you'll be here next week when I get back from Nashville. I'm going there this weekend for a wedding. And I will be podcasting um, Sunday night, probably. Well, maybe early because maybe I'll be able to do it Saturday and load it up. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. At any rate, have a good one. Take care. And off we go. Bye.